Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Okay, so welcome to February, everybody. We've all been thinking, yeah, fasting February's coming. We can't wait. We're all looking forward to that self-denial. If you're anything like me, you uh, started cutting out all the things you're addicted to a few weeks ago to make it slightly less painful today. But, um, but we've done it. We're in February. Not only is it fasting February, but the evenings are getting lighter. Yes. We get tricked into it every year. We're like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. And it's like, we think it's going to be twinkly lights and we're thinking about all the Christmassy things and we don't realise that the sun is going away and that the days are getting shorter. And then we have Christmas and Christmas is great and we're really excited and then we all go back to work and we go, but it's dark when I'm driving to work. And it's still dark when I'm driving home and uh, we eat our breakfast in the dark we eat our dinner in that dark and then all of a sudden we're like I need I need it to get better I need it to get better but I looked and I was getting two minutes more daylight every day so by the end next week we're winning you've got time for walk after work in the daylight so um okay okay so I've been um Thinking a bit about fasting, um, I haven't done an awful lot of fasting in the last few years because I've been well lazy. I've done a lot, an awful lot of anything really in the last few years. But um, uh, when you talk to people about fasting, they usually respond with one of these three things. First of all, they might say, um, "Well, fasting that seems a bit that seems a bit far." Like, I get praying, I get worshipping, I get going to church, I get serving in the community, I get talking about Jesus, but fasting, that's, that's just, that's just get, that's a bit off the radar, that's, no, that, that's, that's, a, that's a, a bit far for me. Well, um, the reason people say that is because they don't understand about fasting, because we've completely misunderstood what Jesus said when he talked about the Pharisees parading around thinking there's something special, and Fasting's become some weird secret in the church. And it's like, why, does, why, why do we not ever talk about it or hear about it? It's because we're, we're worried we might get it wrong. Because Jesus said, Jesus said, don't talk about it, didn't he? So we mustn't, we mustn't do that. So, uh, you know, we, we, we're really worried about getting it wrong. Um, so uh, misunderstanding means that we don't understand so that we, we, we don't include it in our, in our lives. So hopefully we'll, we'll be a bit clearer over, these, over this next month. The next thing people say is, well, I don't know, sounds a bit like an eating disorder. Are you sure you're okay? You know, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's not, it's not normal. It's not, not really what you need to do. And there's a very good reason why we have eating disorders. Because the enemy doesn't like fasting because he knows how powerful it is. So church, we've got to grab hold of it. This is a promise for us. It belongs to us and we've got to redeem it and turn it back around. We'll talk about a few practical ways that we can include that if, if that's a challenge for you in your life. And the last thing they say is, well, yeah, but that's Old Testament, isn't it? You know, fasting, that's, it. that's in the Old Testament. That's, you know, we've got Jesus now. We don't need to fast. He's here. He's done it. We can just get on with our day. It's, it's, all, it's all jolly. So um, let's look at a couple of things that Jesus did say about fasting. He didn't say, if you fast, 
He said, when you fast. So Jesus just assumed we would be fasting. He didn't say, and he also said, um, whilst I'm here, they don't fast. But when I'm not near, then they will fast. He knew that we were going to need to do something to encounter him that was going to be greater and beyond just our normal, normal life. There was going to be moments when we, ne- when we needed to switch into the spiritual dimension that he had put in place for us. So um, we need to talk about it. We need to encourage one another. We need to inspire one another. We need to be ready to help others come with us. So before we dig into um, why Jesus assumed we would want to be fasting, let's look at a few practical things. Everybody got one of these books? This is mine. Mercy decorated it for me. It's pretty cool. I reckon I've got the best one in the room. So inside here, we've written down some reasons why you might want to fast. We've written down some suggestions about how to go about fasting. Um, We've written down some things that you might want to fast because it's not necessarily all about food. So there's some information there on the front two pages, which you can read when you get home and preferably not now because this is hard enough as it is. So, um, okie dokie. So... After the first two pages, you've got, you've got four pages because we've split the month into weeks. Do you know why we did that? Because last year, we were on holiday at the beginning of February. And when we came back, I was like, nah, we missed the boat. <laughs> Never mind. I'll just carry on. So when we were working out, we, we, were, we were updating the stuff from last year. I was like, Lisa, we need to make it a weekly thing because if I made a complete excuse last year and I missed out on all the blessing. Um, so let's make it a weekly thing. Let's make it manageable. You can t- choose what you want to fast. You don't have to fast the same thing all month. You can choose why you want to fast. You don't need to pr- fast for the same reasons all month. You can start slow. You can build up. You can plan it out this afternoon or you can plan it a week at a time. This is, this is about success. This is about finding Jesus and this is about finding the way forward. So um, not one fast is greater than another. Doesn't really matter. It, it, it's about you. It's not like, oh, I've heard that he's fasting everything. He's just having water for the entire month. Not a good idea. I'm just trying to fast coffee. And uh, so it's not, it's about, it's about what it is for you, where you are on your journey, what, what you're doing and um, how it all works for you. So maybe you're all in, you're not having any sugar, you're not having any alcohol, you're not having any hot drinks, you're not watching TV, you're not playing Xbox, you're not playing PlayStation, you're not reading your books, you're not reading, listening to secular music, you're not going to the gym, you're not even crafting. Um, but whatever it is you lose yourself in, whatever you're not doing, the thing that you lose yourself in, which distracts you from Jesus. So for me, it would be really easy not to watch telly and not to play Xbox. <laughs> I could not play Xbox easily and say I'm fasting my entire life. <laughs> 
But for somebody else, that's going to be the biggest challenge of all. So it isn't, nothing's greater. It's about, it's, it's about you and it's about your heart. And this is where the don't start, don't talk to other, you know, don't keep it quiet thing comes from because it gets complicated and, and we, get, we get competitive and we start judging ourselves and everybody else. So um, the other thing, just a little side note, whilst we're still talking about the practical side of fasting, is don't be robbed. I'm sure some of us have been in that situation where we're going, right, I'm going to fast, this is what I'm going to do, I do really well for three days, then I have the thing I've decided not to have. And I can do one of two things. I can think, that's it, I've done, I spoiled it. Or I can go, oops, get back on and let's, let's keep going. So don't, so don't be robbed, don't, don't be robbed. Don't be robbed from joining in because you... Um, are worried about the whole eating disorder thing plan when you're going to start plan how long you're going to go for so plan to start plan to end and don't extend plan to start this is for everybody actually in the room plan to start plan to end and don't extend we need to keep focused we need to trust jesus and we need to just do the journey he's, he's put, us, put us on. If you're thinking, oh, but I feel he's telling me to have less for longer. Maybe just see if he's still saying that next week. You know, just like, let's, let's, let's be sensible and reasonable about it. If you struggle with um, weight, with diet, with eating, make yourself accountable to somebody else about that. You're not going to lose your blessing because you say to somebody, right, I've decided I'm going to just have drinks next week. And I just want to let you know that's what I'm doing for the next however many days. And then I'm stopping on this date. Can you just make sure I do? Can you just help me get back on? Because the trouble is, if you don't eat for long, long enough, you don't want to eat. So, so it can, it, that, that's the difficulties with that. So, but, but that's not a reason to not do it. Because eating disorders aren't part of Jesus' plan. That's just what's going on in the world today for the reason we said just now. And the lastly, if you're not well enough to fast, and you think, well, fasting's not for me because I'm just not well enough to fast, you can join in because what you can do is only eat food you don't like. I reckon the fast, the hardest fast... <laughs> In this coming week for me would be if I fasted everything except for sardines for breakfast and liver and casserole for liver casserole for lunch and dinner for the next seven days. So even if your health means that you're you you it would be ridiculous for you to fast, it would make you unwell. You can still join in. And don't think you're half doing it because you're probably having the hardest, hardest time of us all. So um, there's a way for everyone to join in. Everybody's included. Whether you're going to fast something that goes in your mouth or whether you're going to fast some kind of distraction. Let's all keep open-minded to, to give it a go. To give it a go. And it might mean that you're already having to fast something for whatever reason or you've already made some sort of New Year's resolution. Do you know what? You can claim that for Jesus. You can say, I decided I was not going to do, not going to have this this year or this month or whatever. And actually, no, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm claiming this for Jesus. That was just a New Year's resolution, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I'm going to own it.
So um, Daniel, we, we've heard about the Daniel fast. Maybe if you haven't, you can read more about it in, in your little booklet. But Daniel's fast was, he said, I'm not going to eat anything yummy. And just you see what God will do in me. Yeah. And uh, so he, re- he um, replaced yummy things for um, vegetables. I mean, who wants to eat vegetables for breakfast? I, I, I did a Daniel fast once. And after two days, I was like, Jesus, I need a word. I will do Daniel fast all day apart from breakfast because I can't get out of the house without eating food and I can't eat carrots for breakfast. I just like, it's just making me feel so sick. And so I was like, I'll do Daniel fast apart from one apple a day. I'll have an apple for breakfast and then I'll Daniel fast for the rest of it. And, uh, and so... Uh, um, we, we can find our way. But the point is that Jesus said, I'm not eating yummy things. Instead, I'm pressing into God. You see, I'm pressing into God. And fasting follows the replacement principle. It's not about what I'm not doing. It's what, about what I'm doing instead. And um, so let's talk about a little bit more about what this is all about and, and where, where it might go. So there's... Um, uh, we're going to half a dozen reasons why we might fast in your booklet. We're going to do our best to look at four of those today. And the first one, Charlotte, thank you, is fasting can just be worship. You know, you might be thinking, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm got a, I've got, I don't feel like I've got a need right now. I'm not feeling very inspired right now. Well, fasting can just be worship. We read about Anna in Luke two, where she, her life was to was to serve God in the temple through fasting and worship, fasting and prayer, rather. She wasn't serving God in the temple cleaning. She might have done a bit of that, but that wasn't what she was there for. She was there to fast and pray, an act of worship. So it might be that we um, just want to come to God. This, this is just about worshipping him. It's not, I don't even want anything from you, God. I just... I just want to choose to worship you. So instead of reading my book for half an hour at this point of day, I'm going to worship you. As I fall asleep, instead of reading my book to fall asleep, you can tell what my thing is, can't you? Instead of reading my book when I fall, fall to sleep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship you. I'm going to make myself think about you. Instead of letting things distract me and fill my head with other stuff so that I can relax, I'm just going to think about you, listen to, listen to your word preach, spend time with you. And uh, the beautiful thing about the story in Luke 2 with Anna, the prophetess, is that um, she had, she had a lived a lifestyle of worshipping God through prayer and fasting. Well, actually, so it's fasting and prayer, interestingly. And, um, and she recognised Jesus. When he came in, she recognised who he was. He wasn't famous. Nobody knew anything about him, but she recognised Jesus. She'd got a divine connection. She knew that something had built up within her, revelation, connection, connection with God. And uh, it's easy for us to say, yeah, that's me. I, I just want to worship Jesus. I just, I just want more of Jesus. And we all want more of Jesus, don't we? But right through the Bible, we read about that human cycle. Got a fancy name, but we'll just call it a human cycle of going, God, God, I really need you. God, I need you so much. God, I need you. And then it's like, oh, yes, we're here together. God, I love you. 
go on with them. We're going for a few months and we're like, God, I love you. This is great. You're amazing. You're speaking all this stuff to me. I feel so excited. I'm just so inspired. I want to tell everybody about how amazing you are. And then we go, it's okay, God, I've got this. I've got this. That was great, but I've got something coming up now. I'm busy. I've got this. I'm, I'm on it. I'm going over here and I'm going on. And then we go, oh, where have you gone? Where, 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 it was so good. It was so nice to be in your presence. Where, where have you gone? And we're like, God, I need you. And the cycle starts again. It started in the Garden of Eden. And it carries on in my life today. And I remember Heidi saying to the life group a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, just like rumbling on, faith unchanged, not an awful lot of relationship happening. And Heidi was great because she went, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't live like that. I heard somebody else say that once before, and I decided I'm never going to be that person. And you know when you kind of go, oh, <laughs> thank you sister that's like a real and I was like not offended because it's what I wanted it's what I needed to hear and I was like oh right okay and uh, and actually that's what we do that's that we just need that's why we need each other and we need people to bring us in and and call us up and remind us what the journey journey we're on and that was the best thing that's happened to me in the last two years thank you so uh, I've been having a great time Okay, okay. So, um, and if we're to the point where we feel so distant from Jesus that we don't even really want to want to be with Him, we're like gone beyond that. We can start by praying, God, will you will you make me want to want you? I know who you are. I know you can be amazing. I know you can be really real in my life. So, can you make me want to want you? Because. I can't drum that up out of nowhere because that's just religion. So, um, and that's... So, his ultimate desire is our hearts. So worship alone is a great motivation for fasting. Okay, the next one. Fasting can be surrender. It can be we need to come in. It's time to sort our act out. And in today's culture where we're like... I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. It starts at primary school where they've got to do this, this, this. I mean, the things that the kids have to learn in primary school today. When I went to primary school, we played rounders every afternoon. They're like coming home with all of this stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't think we, I don't think we even did those subjects when I was at primary school. And, but in our culture today, it's so, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And you're filling out your job application and it's like, essential skills. Yes, I've got this. Yes, I've got this. Yes, I've got this. Yeah, yeah, I've got this. Desirable skills. Yep, and that one, and that one, and that one, and we apply for the job, and we get the job, and then we think, oh, crikey, it's Sunday night, and I've got to do it again. And it's that feeling of that Sunday night stress, where we're like, is it really, is it really going to all start again in the morning? I, can we, can someone pause it? Because I've got this job to do, and I like it, and it's important, but I'm, it's too much it's tough I can't do everything I can't please everybody I can't even remember the right vocabulary to use and um, uh, so it may be that you know if that's us it's about uh, actually Jesus you're absolutely right did you give me this job 
If the answer is no, you're in the wrong job, he will speak to you and he'll move you. But if you're like, no, this is the job that I need to do. This is, I am in the right place. I don't feel able, but I am in the right place and we can come, Jesus, I surrender. I can't do it, but you can. I can't do it, but you can. I'll press on. If, if I'm wrong, you'll move me. I'm open to hearing you, but I surrender to you because if I can get out of the way, then you can do what you need to do. In, through me in, in, in this workplace. Or it might be that because we spend all our time going, yes, I can do this, yes, I can do this, yes, because we feel really quite competent. And we think we're really quite important. And we look around us and we go, mm, yes, I'm the manager. I'm, I'm this person, I'm that person. And we can feel quite special. And actually, we're equally in the way. So surrender, whether we're surrendering, going, God, I, God, it's too much for me. Or whether we're surrendering, going, God, deal with my pride. Well, fasting can be surrender. To get ourselves out of the way so that God can be everything that he needs to be. So John 3, 30, where it says, basically, less of me, more of you, God. Help me get out of the way. The third thing that fasting can be is dependence. So uh, most of us would probably not find it difficult to remember the last time the rubber hit the road. And we're like, whoa, that's a tricky one. I'm not sure I can get through today. And uh, when rubbish happens, things aren't great. What is your first reaction don't shout it out just think what what do you do what do you do when the rubber hits the road are you getting cross are you reaching for something are you what are you doing and what about when things stay tough for a long time what habits do you form to get through what are, the, what, are the, what are those things that you do that gets you through, that keeps you going, that makes you feel okay? So fasting can be dependent. So last week, we were, um, well, Steve had been working really hard in the bathroom. I hadn't been working particularly hard, but I wasn't feeling great. Well, maybe he was doing that as well. He's uh, demolished the bathroom, the walls of the floor, everything. <laughs> it's getting worse, isn't it? It's getting worse. I might just go with a joke, it's funny. Okay, so I hadn't been. I had been quite lazy. Um, and um, we uh, got to the end of the evening and all of a sudden, all the electricity stopped working in the plugs downstairs. We knew that because the telly went off. And um, so we're like, oh, oh, that's annoying. Try the fuse. That, you know, that's, that's not working. And uh, oh, go round and we'll unplug everything. So you're like crawling under the telly, plugging it in. Any good? No. Try this one. Any good? No. Get the tumble dryer off the top of the washing machine in this tiny cupboard that was built for it to go in. And you're like, trying to get it. Steve's like, hold the other end. I'm like going, but my fingers aren't strong enough. It's just, I'm just going to drop it. And uh, in and out, trying to get it. Nope, still no good. In the end, got to the end of the situation, walked in the kitchen, 
hand in the kid's sweet jar, and I'm ramming fake Haribo down my mouth. And I'm thinking, afterwards, I was like, I don't... There wasn't, for a start, it wasn't even real Haribo, so it wasn't even nice. <laughs> and, and I'm just thinking, and now I'm about to go to bed, and I'm like this, <laughs> so I don't really eat sweets, <laughs> and I'm just like absolutely fizzing. And, uh, and, I, so, and I was and just thinking to myself, I would have said that I wasn't a comfort eater, but given the moment and the opportunity, maybe I am. So what do we do when we reach for something else? And other than go, Jesus, that was a tough evening. Please make me feel great. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's what we do. And that may, that may be an insignificant occasion, but it might be a big deal in your life. It might be, you know, it might be something, something that's a real challenge. So um, everything in moderation, that's the thing, isn't it? There's not, nothing is wrong. It's about everything in the moderation. But we are in the best place when we are living dependent on Jesus. So fasting can be dependence. But guess what? I am the queen of independence. <laughs> I have to remember that I have a family and that they want eye contact and that I need to tell people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I just decided to go to London. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's, it's happened. Um, I'm not even going to soften it. I, I am rubbish at being dependent. And I'm equally rubbish at being dependent on Jesus because I do that whole, yep, okay now, yep, um, thank you, got it, off I go. And I just plough into things, plough into situations without even remembering to ask his opinion because I reckon I've got the answer. Yep, I think that's definitely the right thing to do. I will do that. And I don't realise there was possibly a better way until I'm feeling completely overwhelmed. But when the rubber hits the road and things are really bad... Then I'm like, whoa, no, I, 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 I need you now. I need you now. There was a period of time a few years ago, some really rubbish stuff was happening in the family. And um, we were pressing into God and we were doing what you'd expect us to do, to hang together. And, um, uh, but it was, it was really tough. And I was, got to the point where I was like, Jesus, I'm, I'm not... I'm not going now. I'm here. I'm sat on this sofa. It's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm not going anywhere until you speak to me about this. I didn't say it that politely. I wasn't happy. I was very cross. And I sat there that night and I was um, pressing in. And I was like, where are you in this situation? What is this about? I can't sing, you never fail me. I feel like you failed me big time right now. And, um, and I'm pressing in and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm keeping on with him. Eventually, at some point before the morning, um, I just really felt like Jesus had walked in the room. The room felt heavy with his presence. The music I'd got playing was speaking straight to me. And I really felt God speaking to me. And he said, Deb, we can do this the hard way or we can do it the easy way. And this is what you need to do. Um, he said, for a start, he said, stop making yourself feel numb. It's tough. And that glass of wine might take the edge off at the end of the day. 
but I need you to stop taking the edge off because whilst you're taking the edge off, you're not coming to me for healing. So those things that we're having, whether it's that handful of Haribo or whether it's the glass of wine at the end of the day or whether it's the big, massive meals that just make us feel content at the end of the day, whatever it is, our on Xbox, whatever it is, Jesus is saying, depend on me. I can, I can be your provider in this situation. I can make the difference. I can make this okay. I can give you the strength for this to be genuinely okay. And we walked through that year like that. And, um, and it was one of the most empowering years that I've had, really. It was, it was well, not one that I'd choose to do again, not even for the reasons it was good. But it was empowering because it was amazing to do that journey with God and to walk through with him in that way. So you don't always get to choose what you go through, but you have to choose how you grow through what you go through. Okay, last one. Fasting can be empowering. Um, what about when we find, have those opportunities, when we, we are have an opportunity that's beyond our experience and uh, or beyond anything we've seen God do before Jesus took 40 days before he started the most awe-inspiring ministry ever in Acts we read about Saul and his conversion experience and spending three days fasting and we hear about it again in the early church where they were fasting and praying about decisions they needed to make and anointing for people who were being sent out. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, well, a couple of decades ago, um, uh, we were... <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? Um, we were taking a team of people to the Philippines. There was, I think we had about 30 people. And, um, hey... We were out there in the Philippines, and um, that's a really happy photo of uh, all everyone enjoying. We had a team, so that was the girl there on the, with the blue T-shirt on. She was the youngest member of our team. She was 13? 13. Her mum was with us, just disclaimer. And, uh, and um, Steve was senior member of the team. Liam was there with us. Um, <laughs> We, we all went, we basically, we all went and we took all the youth or a lot of the youth from our church. We went out to the Philippines for three weeks. And um, before we were getting ready to go, I was like, oh God, what have I done? What have I done? Why? Why did I think this was a good idea? Did I ask your opinion or was this one of my independent moments? <laughs> it's like, did I just want to go? So I drummed up a team to go with me I don't know but we were leaving a couple of weeks later to go to work with the street children out in Manila so the next photo there so you can see us this is how we spent our evenings for um three weeks sitting in the square 30 of us some of the kids were off playing football or whatever basketball um and the others were sitting around and these children would just come and sit on us and sleep because they knew that they were safe when we were with them. And I thought to myself, God, how can I go there and tell them about Jesus, knowing I'm going to come home to family in a house? I can't do it. It's not okay. It's not okay. And I battled with it for a while. And then I was like, God, this is really not okay. If I'm going to go, I need to know that you will meet with them in a way that will be enough. So I'm sitting here 
until I experience what you promised that they will experience if I pray for them. I need to know, I need to know what they will and to have confidence because otherwise I'm a complete hypocrite. And I um, went into um, a time of fasting for a period of time and just praying in every day. And at that point I was employed by the church. So I also could pray as part of my role description. So that was great. And, um, and eventually I just had this encounter with God. It was so amazing, so powerful. And I thought, yeah, actually, actually, if, if you promise to do that every time we pray for someone and tell them that you love them, they experience your love like that, then that's okay. That is enough. That is enough. It's got, it's got, to, got to be that much. And then on top of that, just really quickly, you see these lovely little boys and look at their eyes. They all got an outbreak of conjunctivitis and um, we prayed for the little one at the front there. And uh, we, pray, we prayed for him and his eyes were like amazingly healed. Now in our country, that doesn't, conjunctivitis doesn't sound like a big deal. But you get conjunctivitis in a slum with the street children, that's a big deal. Because there aren't any antibiotics to sort it out. It's just over the few days it was going mad. So we prayed for this little chap and his eyes were healed. And then we were like, yeah, great, great. And then he went off out the door and he came back with his brother. And he was like, you need, look, 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 look. So, oh, right. And now I'm thinking, oh, right, okay, pray. Come on, you just don't know how to do it again. Prayed. His eyes were healed. And then they ran off. And then they came back. And then over the next week, everywhere we went, we were, people were bringing kids to us with conjunctivitis to get their, to get their eyes out. And God did amazing things awesome things as we as a team pressed in prepared through prayer and fasting so we have so much at store so much opportunity if we press in if we let God be God if we catapult ourselves out of the normal into the supernatural when life's random and everyday catapult ourselves out of the supernatural we join together and this month we can encourage one another and inspire each other to go for it and then later on in the year you can carry on and you can share with your friend I did this and I prayed for this and God did this it was great so shall we stand so we just come to reflect on what we're going to do ourselves God is looking for hearts that are willing to set aside something we desire for something only he can give us. How much do we want him? This morning, Mercy came to drop mail off. Mercy decided to come to church to help set up. And I said, all right, give me a kiss and off you go. And she was like, no. She turned around and she walked down the path. How often do we do that to Jesus? He's saying, come, come close. Come, come and be with me. I, I want to see your face. I want to look in your eyes. I want to give you a kiss. And we turn that around and we trundle off to do our things he's saying come and sit with me 
Come and walk with me. Come and draw with me. Come and do the gardening with me. Come and study, but do it with me. Come read with me. Come watch TV with me. Just come and be with me. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. It's all about you. I want to be with you. I want your attention. make that commitment now whilst we're not distracted to replace something with Jesus this month we can look into his face and change atmospheres in homes and in workplaces because we've been empowered by you and so in this season of fasting we say whatever you want to do God we're making room we're making room we're making room for you to move God We're making room for intimacy with you. We're making room for surrender. We're making room, Lord God. We love you, Lord Jesus. And like we do in every service, uh, we want to give a chance for anybody that maybe has come to church for the first time or has come back to church and, and you're going, okay, who... I hear your passion for this Jesus uh, but I, I need to know him for myself and the Bible says this that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord you will be saved in other words we recognize God you are God and you sent Jesus to die for me to forgive my sins so that I can live for you And if that's you today, I'm going to pray quickly and you can pray with me. And I'd love to be able to put a Bible in your hand before you leave today. Jesus, I recognise that I need you. And moreover, I want you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgiving me of my sins and my mistakes. I thank you that your word says that I am a new creation the old has gone and the new has come that you have made me new in this moment as I surrender my life to you Jesus would you send your spirit God to fill me with your power fill me with your presence to live this life for you that you have called me to life and life in all its fullness and I choose you this day in Jesus name Amen, 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 amen. Hey, why don't we just show some honour to Mum, Deb.
I mean, I could have preached that, but I thought you'd be spoiled if you didn't have my mum preach that. Because what I, I'm still wrestling on my own fasting journey, but I watched my mum growing up enter the presence of God in a way that I can't... Like when we were going for dinner and she'd cooked and she's like, oh no, I'm not eating now. <laughs> Again, another day, mum? <laughs> But what was amazing was, I thought she was a weirdo, but what was amazing was the presence of God that filled our home and the authority that came on her life through moments like this where we saw amazing miracles happen. But moreover, my mum is a person who loves Jesus and knew him. And uh, she's my role model, so that's awesome, isn't it? Anyway, um, uh, what am I supposed to be saying now? Uh, thank you for coming to church today. It's been great to see you. If you are here for the first time, uh, we'd love to give you a free gift. Um, uh, as you leave today, uh, come and grab one off somebody at the Tell Me More banner. If you want to, like, if you've still got some questions about fasting stuff, grab um, Deb at the end or any of the team and check those booklets out. Um, we will be back here same time next week. Have an absolutely fantastic week. Uh, remember, as you leave this building today, you take Jesus with you into your families, into your workplaces, to the streets, to the buses, and all in between, to the trains. And uh, we, uh, so remember that, okay? Right, I'm done. I'm gone. To the trains.